All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Second Avenue Podcast. Uh, this is our first episode. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Um, we're going to get start off with like just brief introductions for ourselves. Um, I'm currently a sophomore in college, 20 years old, uh, marketing major. Uh, I'm going to pass it on to my co-host, Jonathan. All right. So I'm Jonathan Linares, as I mentioned. I'm 23 years old. I'm a student at Illinois State University, where I'm getting my master's in business administration. Graduated from there in 2020 with my degree in marketing. Always been a music lover. Always want to start a podcast. Elijah mentioned this, so I thought it was finally time to get started. What made you want to get the podcast started? I mean, you know, it's just kind of, we've been uh, grinding Fortnite a little bit with that being back. Yes, and, you know, just those conversations, I was like, why not share, share the knowledge with everybody else or share, you know, how we're feeling with everybody else. Exactly. I mean, I've always loved talking music, so always been looking for that perfect time to start the podcast and kind of looks like now's the time you mentioned it. And I was like, it's perfect. We've been, like you said, we've been playing, we've been yeah, talking to Kanye, we've been talking, you know, Travis is Travis still canceled. He's not canceled. You know, those conversations, I think people would like to hear what we got to say on that. So I think now's the perfect time. Uh, you want to tell the people a little bit about why we're second Avenue. What made us go with that name? So second Avenue, um, <clears throat> it's obviously got a, you know, a lot of history for Jonathan and I, uh, we used to, I mean, pretty much how I got into music, started listening to music. He had his iPod touch there at my grandmother's house on Second Avenue. Just be playing music on that all the time. I ended up getting one. You know, we'd play games on there and then, you know, music as well. So that's kind of significance behind it. Yep. I like Second Avenue beyond it just being a physical location in our lives. You know, it's kind of that overarching term, Second Avenue. It's our Second Avenue. This is our, you know, second second thing it's not necessarily a full-time thing yet so hopefully one day it could be but hey we'll yeah. see yeah big yes <laughs> but yeah second avenue kind of felt like i was stolen from brockhampton a little bit because you know they're brockhampton named after kevin abstract's street he grew up on so you know second Avenue, we didn't grow up there but you know we kind of did at the same time uh-huh. r.i.p brockhampton we'll get into that later r.i.p brockhampton had, we'll, had to throw it in there uh, more of the sweatshirt and everything today i knew we were gonna talk about it so we had to get there but yeah so now I guess we can talk a little bit about what the people can expect to see from us in our content moving forward. Definitely. Um, I think, uh, I mean, initially we're going to start off with a list today and then, but just like uh, music news, album reviews, other lists, you know, top five albums, uh, ranking discographies. We're going to also going to try and get like some games in there, not games, but you know, uh, little questions where we can like guess the song and everything. So Oh, yeah. I'm a big trivia kid. You know, grew up playing scholastic school in uh, elementary school and middle school. Stopped that when I got to high school, and, you know, realized it was uh, not the coolest move, but hey, <laughs> here we are. Uh, so, you know, I love some trivia, so I'll always be throwing some questions at you. Trust me, I got one in store for you today. I think it's going to stump you, so we'll see, all right? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> all right, Elijah, you ready to get in today's topic? I am. And uh, just before we start, this is in no particular order, by the way. It's just oh. five artists. Yep. I don't so, know if I could rank them, but yeah, it's hard. I'm saving myself the to trouble today. It's like ranking yeah. your kids. You know what I mean? Parents say they don't have a favorite. I don't believe it. I, I mean, <laughs> I think you trump Lauren, but I definitely do. We'll get her on an episode. She can, she can talk about that. We'll see. Uh, anyway. So today we're talking about our five favorite artists of all time in no particular order. Like Elijah said, the first one to start off with some honorable mentions, Elijah, you want to start us off here? Yeah. So uh, we each did four honorable mentions. My four are Dr. Dre, Big Sean, Mac Miller, and Kid Cudi. Some great choices in there. Dr. Dre, that's my twin. We share the same birthday shot to him. You know, Big Sad. Sean, obviously he got some hits back in the day growing up with him in like middle school. 
I was loving some Big Sean. Uh, I'll move on to my audible mentions here. Frank Ocean, the man can do no wrong. It's been a while since he's dropped. Maybe if he had an album, he'd make my list, you know. Uh, Vince Staples, been listening to his music since about 2015, been a big fan. Love his, he's a great rapper. Earl Sweatshirt, another phenomenal rapper. Some of the best writing in the game. Tremendous production. And then lastly, I put Drake. Drake, not as much of a traditional rapper as these other people I mentioned, excluding Frank, of course. Um, but he's just been popular for so long, been a big part of the reason why I became such a big fan of music in general. Um, but I haven't really connected with too many of his recent releases as much as I have with other artists. So that's why he missed my list. Okay. Okay. Good choices. Good choices, of course. Sure. Um so with uh, Jonathan finishing on Drake there, he actually did make my five, you know. Um, I respect it. I can't. So, I mean, that. obviously Drake, the 35-year-old Toronto rapper. I mean, in my opinion, he's the biggest rapper on, on this list. Um, I mean, I would say he's maybe the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, I, <laughs> so that's, I uh, wanted to throw that in there cold as well. Take, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I mean, with his last few projects, I felt that, you know, I'm, I'm sure most people agree on that if they fuck they uh fuck with older drake a little bit more but uh facts yeah um so when i became a fan it was a take care era you know through songs like hyfr and the motto um i'd always heard like up all night best i ever had but like take care made me you know go to youtube on the laptop and listen um the reason why i became a fan you know he was just like such a prominent figure um I can't think of what year he did the celeb. Didn't he do a celebrity all-star game? Oh, he might have. He, I don't remember. He does have this, the NBA influence there with the Raptors or Definitely. maybe a Lakers fan now. Or, yeah. uh, he's all Whoever's over. winning, you know how Drizzy is. Whoever's uh, losing, the Drake curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, basically why? Um, I mean, it was through you a lot and like your friends. You know, I just want to feel like a cool kid, you know, banging Man, Drake. So. That um, just touches my heart. <laughs> And then the song I chose, we chose a song for each one that um, we'll transition into here in a little bit. But uh, um, the song I chose was Look What You've Done off Take Care. It's just an amazing Drake song. Fits many different moods. Um, kind of explains Drake as an artist a little bit, you know, with tracks like, you know, he has his heaters, HYFR, the motto, but he also has his, uh, you know, songs you can just vibe to, songs like that. So Definitely. Definitely a great Drake song. Take Care by far my favorite Drake project. So, I mean, that's definitely my standouts on there as well. Um, I do want to mention right now for the listeners, Spotify is going to be the best place to listen to Second Avenue podcast. Spotify is a great feature for their podcast. We're able to put songs in the middle of our episode. So if we're talking about, look what you've done, for example, we can put that in the episode and you can listen to it right away. It's a great way so that you can uh, be up to date with what we're talking about. Um, but not to take anything away, we'll also be on YouTube and everywhere else. So you can still listen there. All right, um, I'll move on here to my first artist. I chose Chance the Rapper. If you know me, Chance the Rapper is obviously one of my favorite artists. You know, I got the three hats. I was really big in him, especially around that 2016 era. For those of you who aren't familiar with Chance, I feel like most people probably are, but Chance is a 28-year-old rapper from Chicago who started to gain mainstream attention after his mixtape Acid Rap. Uh, before that, he also dropped a mixtape called 10 Day uh, when he got suspended from school. Um, I became a fan of Chance in 2013. I started enjoying his music, really. I heard like Juice for the first time, and I was like, wow, this guy, he has some really unique flows. 
really good production. I thought he was a really uh, interesting rapper. I hadn't heard anything really like him before, but it was really a coloring book that really made me such a big fan of him. I remember I was on my senior trip to Six Flags when he dropped No Problem with Two Chains and Lil Wayne, and I was like, this is different. I was like, okay, yeah. he's working with some of the biggest rappers now. I mean, obviously, previously he'd worked with some pretty popular rappers as well, but Two Chains and Lil Wayne in 2016, those are two of the yeah, top. Yeah, kind out. of like his coming out party for sure. Uh, absolutely. So I was pretty excited for that. That was on a Thursday. And then he dropped a coloring book that Friday. So I was pretty excited to get to listen to that. I actually made my mom buy Apple music for my family because it was an Apple music exclusive and I couldn't just buy it with like iTunes money or whatever. Uh, so I was, I needed Apple music. I needed to listen to that mixtape, you know, you know, uh, looking at why I became a fan. I really loved that chance was just independent. He was doing everything by himself with the help of his team. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. He didn't have a label backing him. You know, it was really great to see, especially for me, wanting to work in the music industry after I graduate here. It was really cool to see what he was able to accomplish without the help of that label and with just his team, like I mentioned. Um, the song I wanted to put the people onto today is Acid Rain. Acid Rain is just such an introspective, great track from Chance, talking about a lot going on. But I wanted to have a trivia question for you. This is one of my first ones for the day. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Did you know Chance had? projects before 10 day i did not know i okay are they are they soundcloud or uh, where, yeah where the soundcloud youtube yeah. they, these are pretty hard to track down these days uh, but they're released under the name instrumentality actually it was with his friend justin he released two pro, uh, projects called back to school and good enough and that takes me to one of my favorite lines on acid rain uh chance says mom still thinks i should go back to school but justin still think i'm good enough and that just named both of his projects while talking about, you know, his life, his mom wants him to go back to school because this rap thing's not so certain, but Justin still thinks he's good enough because that's his friend's been with him since the beginning. I love that line. Yeah. Uh, really shows where chances come from and uh, has how he has potential to go keep going forward. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, he's getting, you know, uh, after the Kanye, after uh, the big day, you know, is that Kanye video, that's probably my favorite video on the internet. No diss to your boy, but. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, I'll be as like as biased as I could be about Chance to be like, oh, it's still really good. The big day, you know, that's not why so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm flopped. <laughs> um, another, what uh, NBA team was posting with Chance after they beat Chicago? Was it Memphis? Where they it was the, the Grizzlies. Yeah. It was the Grizzlies. They put the L on the three hat disrespectful disrespectful they're disrespecting chicago man it's tough to see hey but the bulls looking good this year yes they are <laughs> shout out io ill ill i and i all right you want to lead us here into the second uh your second yes. artist uh so my second artist is uh low peep um a little bit about him okay would be 24 24 year old um kind of like entrepreneur into the uh emo rap scene R.I.P. first off, you know, I had that in my notes there. I had to get it off, but R.I.P. Um, Long, Long Island raised, although his music took off more in L.A., um, introduced completely different sounds and styles into music. Um, when, when I became a fan, it was uh, 2017, my sophomore year, after he had died, you know, seeing a couple pages post him or, you know, the R.I.P. Little Peep, you know, it kind of like, who is this guy and everything. Um, so I started listening a little bit um off that like uh, songs like save that shit and ben's truck you know two were bigger tracks at the time for sure that transitioned me into listening to him on soundcloud actually speaking of soundcloud with uh chance there yeah but uh 
projects like Crybaby and Hellboy became my favorites. And then, um, you know, I really, he became one of my favorite artists whenever he dropped uh, Come Over When You're Sober Part 2. First post-humus album or great album to us. It's, uh, it's part one and part two. It's so hard to choose between. Oh, I think I love part one. I think part two is, uh, part one put me on, but I think part two is, it's creeping up on it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. I mean, Lil Peep, he's such an interesting story because, I mean, like you said, you listened to him after he died. And that's crazy because I'm sure there's so many other people that are like that. They didn't have the chance to listen to it when he was alive. Um, Lil Peep, I, I'm kind of surprised with the pick, but I think it's a great choice. I mean, I became a fan of Peep. I started listening to probably about 2016. I actually got put on. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Cam Haller. He's a channel called Cuff Boys. If you've seen him, he does like the different mom reacts videos. One of his earlier videos was actually mom reacts to Lil Peep. He played a couple of Lil Peep songs for his mom. You know, she actually kind of liked them, and it was it was a pretty viral video. It was cool, uh, and that's actually how I found out about him. That video showed up in my suggested one day, and I was like, I got to see what this mom thinks of yeah, Lil Peep. I guess. Go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I feel like parents listening to him would be like, whoa, like, you know, just because his lyrics are, his lyrics are pretty, pretty emotional and everything. Oh yeah, definitely real. I mean, he seems like he was like foreshadowing he, his death. He knew what was going on. Yeah, that that's crazy. Listen to his songs sometimes. I'm like, damn. Always put like Juice X and Lil Peep, you know, as like the first three that you, you know, kind of hit with the emo rap, uh, you know, genre. So definitely. And all three are gone. You know, it's, crazy to see they were living an unsustainable lifestyle you know i mean lifestyle you know i mean it was just like couldn't happen for too long Definitely. they were well besides x obviously x you know that's unfortunate what happened to him but uh juice and peep those two were just yeah just the lifestyle hit a little too um, hard <laughs> yeah on to why i became a fan um for little peep it was just he had a very interesting sound he wasn't an alternative artist but he also wasn't a rapper to me um he was definitely a good mix between the two and i mean with those two being my um two favorite music genres, you know, it's kind of a given he'd make the list. So. Um, the song I chose is uh, You Said. I think it perfectly explains uh, Peep as an artist, you know. It's got a very smooth intro um, before the bridge into a rock-like second half, you know, with the sometimes life gets fucked up. That's why we get fucked up. You know, when you're screaming, that's, yeah. that's more of a rock, you know, versus, you know, associating with rap, so. Yeah, definitely. I love a good transition to song and that's one of my favorites ever so it's a great choice and then um with his uh just something interesting we included within um he personally for personally for me as my favorite music documentary i've seen it's actually on netflix everybody's everything go check it out if you guys get the chance i think i'd agree i think it's my favorite also it's such a good look at what made peep unique and what made him mm -hmm. such a pioneer in the rap game um if you would consider him a part of the rap game which i would personally just because yeah you know, no i associate so definitely definitely all right, so now I'll talk about my second artist I chose, which is Childish Gambino. You might know him as Donald Glover. Uh, Childish Gambino is his stage name. He's a 38-year-old actor, writer, director, producer, singer, rapper. You name it, he's done it, basically. He's been in TV shows like 30 Rock, Community, and now his own show in Atlanta. Um, he's also starred in movies like Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, his music career started out with early mixtapes like Sick Boy, I Am Just a Rapper, One and Two, and The Cul-de-Sac. Um, those were kind of low-key. They didn't really get too much uh, exposure, especially uh, critical acclaim. They were kind of just whatever. People weren't really loving them too much. Um, but this really changed with his software album Because the Internet was shot in 2013. Uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, such an innovative album. 
It was nominated for rap of the year. Amazing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. you're all 2005 good. is 3005. Amazing song. Great song. Definitely the biggest song off that album, but deservingly so. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, like I said, he was nominated for the rap album of the year at the Grammys. And it seems like he's not so interested in the rap career anymore. He's kind of focused on his film career, which, you know, I totally get. He's a star in that lane. So um, definitely understand why he's doing it, but I would be welcome to any Childish Gambino music I get, especially since his music has, you know, evolved so much from that tr- that early rap, those, that mixtape style. He's really gone more into a different lane with uh, projects like Awaken My Love and even uh, 31520, which dropped uh, 2020. Definitely. Um, another interesting part, kind of, you know, with him transitioning to more of an actor than a musician, um, like another one of my artists, you know, it's kind of lived that not double life, but you know, where they, they have multiple avenues that they can go through. Um, would, would you do that? If I mean, say you're a big artist, would you, uh, you know, pursue maybe a basketball career, you know, acting oh, career? okay. That's a little foreshadowing. I mean, some of these rappers, they have such like an influence on the culture and, you know, such like a pole that they can kind of do whatever they want to an extent. You know what I mean? Like exactly. If Drake wanted to pitch the MLB probably could for the Blue Jays I mean he's just that big to the city and the tickets would sell <laughs> they definitely, might lose the definitely. game but you know I mean I, I have a great quote for it later I'm gonna save it but okay, okay. it's tough to save it but I have a great quote that, that okay. I'll pull out later once we get to my artist another one I mean recently Dominic Fike I wouldn't really consider him a rapper but I mean he's starring in Euphoria right now and he's doing a pretty great job I'd have to admit I mean have you watched Euphoria have not yet have not man. i'm sure i'm sure i get a lot of hate in the comments on that but man you got to get on it. it's it's pretty good it's pretty wild don't want to give too much away i mean if you're gonna watch it so definitely yeah, check it out yeah. everybody's watching let us know in the comments what you think about dominic Mike you, euphoria. euphoria episode coming soon euphoria episode coming soon we could definitely do an episode all about the music and that show they're killing it uh with the soundtracks um but then so moving on for uh, when I became a fan of Childish Gambino, it was around the Because of the Internet era. I think I had just found out about uh, the song 3005 or Sweatpants, one of those two songs. And they, I was like, wow, this guy's crazy. I got to go listen to that album. And it, it just got nominated for the Grammy, like I mentioned. So I was like, okay, I really, really got to get in on this guy. I became a fan because he has such unique wordplay and flows and really good production. His uh, guy Ludwig really does a great job on production. And I also really like how much he puts... Uh, how much effort he puts into the projects, especially like because the internet, I mean, he came out with a full 72 page street uh, screenplay to accompany the album that told the story of the album. And it was just, it was crazy. I, you love that little extra touch with artists, you know, whether Man. it's foreshadowing the album coming or just, I mean, things like that. You, I mean, you, you go crazy for it once it's, once it's happening for sure. Exactly. I, I love all the little touches. Like there, you said, foreshadowing that album. I mean, that makes me think of IDK, you know, obviously one of my guys will, we could talk, we could do a full episode about him. We could do yeah, we'll get 10 episodes episode about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, he, uh, his album, uh, you see for yourself, he foreshadowed that by his, uh, is he real album? The last letter of every song spelled that you see for yourself. Last or first, actually, I can't remember. One of the letters is spelled out. I was like, wow, that's, he was it's deep. He was thinking, he was thinking ahead on that one. He's, yeah. He has a couple steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. He's flat. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so the back to Childish Gambino here. Um, the song I chose was actually Sweatpants. I think Sweatpants is a great song as an introduction to Childish Gambino. He really talks about wealth. Um, the song is actually titled Sweatpants because it talks about how rich people could show up to a black tie event wearing sweatpants and nobody would say anything because they're so well off. Um, 
and respected. But if you weren't so well off and you showed up in sweatpants, people would be like, what's this guy doing? Get out of here. You know, like they wouldn't respect you at all. But if Jay-Z went to, you know, the Met Gala in sweatpants, it'd be like, oh man, that's drip. That's fashion, you know? Yeah, that, that's like, um, that's kind of like back to the point of, you know, if say I'm going on this set to act at a, act on a Atlanta or, you know, um, a Star Wars movie, people are going to look at me twice, but exactly. you know, Childish does it. It's, oh, he's, he's Donald, you know? Yeah, yeah just Donald yeah. being Donald. Definitely. Um, so I, my second trivia question of the day for you is, do you know which NBA player's house beca- because the internet was recorded in? I do not, actually. I mean, I have no clue on that one. Okay. It's actually Miami Heat star Chris Bosh. Sheesh. I, I should have known that one being a Heat I know fan. you're a Heat boy. thought you'd get yeah, that. that's one of the big three there. But, yeah, I had no clue, honestly. I wouldn't even associate those two together. I mean. I know. I don't think they really had a connection, but it was just his house was available. So, yeah. So, Donald took him up or rented it from whoever. Um it's actually featured in the short film to accompany the album called Clapping for the Wrong Reasons on YouTube. Features like Trinidad James and Chance and a lot of people. Pretty cool, uh, pretty cool short film to go with the album. But that takes me to one of my favorite lines off the song Sweatpants. Um, on this track, Gambino says, I got a penthouse on both coasts, PH balance. I love that line because PH balance, PH penthouse, PH balance, obviously the uh, t- the scale. And, you know, he needs to balance out the uh, penthouses. So he's got one on each coast. That's pretty interesting to me, as well as it could be a nod to PH being the Palisades and the Hamptons, because the house called the Temple, where they recorded the album, is called or was in the Palisades. And then the other coast would be the Hamptons and uh, on the East Coast. So I thought that's a pretty cool line. Also, you got some classics like you faker them from Sweet and Low. I mean, that's just like that's just a bar yeah uh, that's lyrically he is he's amazing yeah he's just such a creative guy that i mean he's always not these one-liners that just make you think um oh when do you think we'll ever get in there gambino project who man i can only hope so i mean mean, obviously that's the hope but i i didn't realize he was 38 i know that's i didn't either when i was researching this i was like man because then i was starting to think like oh i became a fan in 2013 or whatever he was already getting kind of old. I was like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he was like, already I, over you 30. Can't tell, 30. It, there's no way you could have asked me before today who's older, uh, Drake or Childish Gambino. I would have told you Drake uh, really? 100 I times I, 100 times. I would have still thought Gambino, but I wouldn't have thought he was that much older than Drake. So it's pretty interesting. I do think we'll get another album. I just can only hope so because I really want to see him on tour. I mean, I wanted to go to Lollapalooza when he was there, what, two or three years ago now? But I was like, I'll I'll see him again on one of his own tours. He'll do a little more uh, unique, uh, a unique stage layout, and you know, his set list would probably be a little bit more curated for his individual concert than Lala would be. So I was like, I'll oh, wait. Who knows? I'll get that chance now. So I mean, we'll see. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully, that's you know, that's the plan. Definitely. All right. Well, you want to start us off here with your uh, next artist. All right. I may get some heat for this. Uh, I don't know if he's still canceled or not. I don't know if he just redeemed himself last week, but uh. Number three for me is going to be Travis Scott. Uh, the 29, 29-year-old Houston rapper has ties all throughout rap. Uh, he's frequently co- collaborating with, I mean, loads of artists or even different brands, you know. Um, when I became a fan of Travis, it was 2015 uh, through the song Antidote. I remember one night, I can't remember who played it. It was Jared or Anthony, and we were just... They played it, and I mean, they just kept playing it and kept playing it and kept playing it the night before a football game. We're just listening to that on repeat. So, I mean, it's just 
that's always a classic once I just that just makes me think of Travis Scott honestly it definitely is uh, I mean, that's the first song I heard also I mean it's just such a good song I remember listening to it when I was in high school and like uh I played it for Chalky and me and Chalky were talking about it and he was like I don't like the rap verse like the second rap verse I was like what do you mean that's like the best part of the song <laughs> um I mean, with that, you know, just began listening to Rodeo. You know, you got songs like 3500 and uh, uh, 90210. So, I mean, great songs on the album. And then, you know, once Birds released, that's kind of, you know, when I took everything in with Trav. After that, he started doing doing things with Nike and everything. So, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely up there. Definitely. I remember when Birds dropped. I was a freshman in college. I'd just been to college. I, came, I think it came out in September 2016. Um I was doing laundry actually as it was premiering on uh, the Beats One station, I believe, on Apple Music, and I was just like, "Oh my God, this is so good!" I remember that was the first time I heard Bert, uh, Beebs in the Trap" with Nav. I yeah, had never heard with of Nav. Nav though, I was going to mention that was my first introduction to Nav. You know, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Your favorite rapper. Shout favorite out Childish Davino. You know, yep. Childish Davino. We'll get him an episode that. Nav yeah, we'll get to your soon. Nav episode coming soon. But yeah, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, Travis is one of those artists that is just so embedded in the culture at this point that it's you know, kind of hard to match that with all those collaborations you're talking about. Do you have a favorite one of his collaborations? Um, uh, musically, or we'll go, we'll do one of each, you know, musically. And okay. Then, um, so with, uh, with music, I love, I didn't like the album as much, you know, there were still some hits on there, but I loved when he did a, a track with Quavo, you know, cause he's got a, Oh, my diss side with Quavo, you know, him and yep. him and Huncho were pretty tight. So I, I liked their album, but I was expecting more. I will say that from a uh, Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of, I'm a little bit of a sneakerhead as well. So, I mean, in terms of uh, like a sneaker collab, I think I got to go with the one. I have the Air Force ones he has, the uh-huh. Travis collabs. I yep. love those, but I still think the Jordan ones with him with the backwards swoosh, that's just those fire. Are different. Those are such like a, I love neutral colored shoes like those. You can wear with anything. Those are special. Yeah. I, it just sucks. They're like $2,000 now. I Crazy. probably have a pair. Might have to buy some wraps. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't support nah, that. Second yeah, Avenue no, podcast no, no. does not support reps. If you are reps, click off. Uh, <laughs> Funny enough on the reps, uh, I always get like TikTok reps in my feed and everything. I just I do block too. the page immediately. <laughs> oh, I never want to see you again, you rat. <laughs> I respect that. Hey, follow us on TikTok at Second Avenue Pod as well. I will be posting some content on there coming soon. Um, I'll mention my favorite collabs quickly. Favorite collab musically, I think him and The Weeknd. I would kill for a collab album from those two wake uh, up is just wake yeah. up so good skeletons you know pray for love those songs are just crazy um would love a full album from those two one day but then on the uh brand collaboration side i mean it's got to be the jordans the jordan fours family and friends the purple ones have you seen those Ooh, yes yes those mm. are fire those are different i uh i love my guy pj tucker pulling up in those to a game it's just casual for him he's got every shoe in the game yeah mm. definitely i, him, I don't think I don't think without what Trav does, like with, uh, you know, Jordan Brand, or I, like, I even love the McDonald's collab. That was so cool. Like, I don't think without what he does with all those collaborations with the, all these brands, I don't think he makes my list. But, you know, since he's got that Jordan Brand influence, you know, had to show, yeah. had to show some love. Yeah, I mean, as great as he is musically, he's... I mean, he's on the same level. Outside of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's arguably the biggest uh, rapper as, as it comes to uh, collaborations with brands. So it's pretty great to have him uh, in the um, list. What's your uh, stance on the uh, the whole Astro Astro World? Um? Ooh, I mean, it's a, such a sad loss for those uh, those that lost their lives that day. I mean, I don't know how much more Travis could have done. You know, I mean, it's obviously very tough to see from his perspective. I mean, he was on that stage with the headphones on, 
I also heard somewhere that he didn't even have the uh, the rights the author, to end the concert. Yeah. Only the uh, showrunner and I think somebody from Live Nation were the only people that had um, permission to end a concert early. Um, so even if he wanted to, he probably could not. I mean, he could have left the stage. He probably got like sued by them or something. But I mean, obviously would have yeah. been preferred um, to do that over losing people losing their lives. Definitely. But I mean, you know. Definitely. I mean, crazy enough, I was at Rolling Loud New York with uh, Travis performing there, you know, the, the weekend before. So that was crazy. You know, that's crazy timing. But um i just the crowds there are just crazy you know it's just i mean it's not much the artist can do once you have you know being in that crowd and even for artists like kodak black or you know ski mask and then i mean anybody who ask they'll, they'll say travis pits are on a different level so i mean 100%. even moment even artists like those it was just too crazy it was the crowd you know just the people all from the back pushing you in and it's just definitely i mean there's like crazy. eighty thousand people there in those crowds too so it's crazy I mean, I saw Travis back in 2017 uh, at the Bird's Eye View Tour, and it was him and Khalid. And Khalid came out first, obviously, and opened for him. But before Khalid even came out, people were pushing, and I was like, oh, my God, this is about to be about to be something else. Yeah, tra- it's different. People I mean, are that's watching the only- for Khalid. My man is That's singing so- <laughs> about his broken heart on a guitar, and people were trying to mosh, and I'm like, oh, God, this is different. That was uh, my... Uh- it was uh, crazy. People were, uh, little TJ was performing in New York and they were, it was like mm. calling my phone. People were trying to open up the pits. And, like, jump. I was like, huh? What? Yeah, what are we doing no here? Sense. What are they doing? But it was crazy. Uh, uh, my last, my last little line on Trav. Shout out Trav for getting Kanye the Addy to Chicago's party. You know, had to come Shout through out. for the bro-in-law. So Shout did he out. redeem himself with that? It's undecided so far, but. Man, that's just a great move. If you're hooking up your brother-in-law with that, was his daughter's birthday. I mean, that's. You got to do that. W. I mean, it's always birthday. It's pushing P there. Pushing P. Well, I will touch on that later with a little rap news, but it's a foreshadowing. All right, let's move on to my next artist. I chose Tyler the Creator as one of my top five favorite artists of all time. For those of you who are not familiar with him, he's a 30 year old rapper and producer from LA. He came up with Odd Future, uh, who featured Earl Sweatshirt and Frank Ocean and more in the 2010s. He really used to, uh, Capitalize off shock rap is what a lot of people would say. He had a lot of lines that would just make headlines about, you know, doing stuff with a pregnant girl. Tell my friends I had a threesome, you know, I'm not, you know, we don't want to get canceled here off that like he did. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, some pretty crazy lines. Uh, but he's really matured as his career has advanced. He's really gotten more into a pop appeal and critical Definitely. acclaim with those last couple albums. I mean, Flower Boy and Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost are some of the biggest albums of the, the years they released not just in rap and all of music. I mean, he got a uh, Grammy off of Igor and he's nominated off of Call Me If You Get Lost. I mean, we'll see De- what happens. He's definitely that. making that that transition into a star versus, you know, early in his career where you'd have these out there lyrics, you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, still the same Tyler, of course, but. Uh... Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of all about maturing. Like I said, I mean, he's he was just a, a kid when he was making those songs or you know what I mean? And now he's 30 years old, much more matured, much more refined sound. He knows who he is as a person and he's able to uh, perform that in his lyrics. Uh, the odd future that kind of remind. have, do you see like the ESPN post, like the AAU teams where it's got like all these uh, young NBA stars on there, like back in the day, that's kind of yeah. future with, you know, with their collabs and everything. It kind of is. I mean, uh, Frank, shout out my know. guy, Levi, you know, he'd always be rocking the odd future tees in high school. So. Shout out, my boy. I'll shout the Chalky on that. Chalky had the the vans with the donuts on them. Different. 
so how I became a fan of Tyler, this is actually a pretty good story. The way I found out about Tyler the Creator was through the song Martians versus Goblins by The Game. Tyler was featured on that song along with Lil Wayne. I remember being, it was 2011, I think. So I was what, 13? And, you know, just on YouTube one day and it was on the homepage and I was like, oh, what's this? I got to check it out. I think it was the day the video came out, actually. I was like, this is this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was looking to the song more for Lil Wayne because at that time I was a really big Lil Wayne fan. Um, Lil Wayne barely had a feature in that song, just a couple of lines, but uh, Tyler killed it. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. I got to listen to some more of his music. So I found songs like Yonkers, you know, all that. So really became more of a fan from there. Um, but I mean, my fandom of Tyler really just bumped up when I became friends with Chalky, you know, shout out to my boy Chalky. <laughs> He's a huge Tyler fan, especially growing up. He was, he's, I feel like he's moved off a little bit. Uh, he's kind of gone a different direction with his taste, but he loved those early Tyler albums. So we were always bumping those and we'd hang out. The, uh, what's the track he has at Mac Miller. I think that would may have been my introduction. Uh, okay. On uh watching movies with yep. uh, the sound off. That's a good yeah, one. That, that once you first hear him, you're like, who, who is this guy? You know, exactly. like he's just, he's like everything. He's he got does, a very like interesting earworm. sound exactly yeah, everything he does like an earworm you just want to get a little taste from you're like i gotta get more i need that um it gets stuck in your head you're like he just said something that i'm never gonna forget like <laughs> yeah uh so then why i became a fan of tyler i just love those songs like i said like yonkers and she and colossus on those early projects and then i kind of found out about who tyler was as a person outside of music with things like loiter squad and his his twitter was just a different breed i mean he was tweeting some out-of-pocket stuff back in the day <laughs> he wouldn't be able to do that nowadays it's all no, he, he would have no career but at this point uncancelable there i said it uh but yeah i just became such a fan of him as a person and his music obviously and like i said it's come so far when igor dropped that was like the craziest album first listen for me i was like this is nothing like anything he's done before and really not like much i've ever heard before i mean it was just such a unique sound such a unique approach from tyler used to those raps now he's doing that much more melodic synth inspired sound and it was just so good i listened to igor seven times the day it came out that's how much i love it. i remember that i'll never forget that i spent like what like five or six hours listening to that album and i wouldn't i mean it was it's crazy it's one of my favorites of all time such a good album such a complete uh story makes it one of my favorites um so the song i chose for the people to listen to today would be smuckers smuckers is a song off of Tyler's album Cherry Bomb, which came out in 2015. And this is another one. This is just such a nostalgic song for me because I remember it came out when I was a junior in high school and me and Chalky, that was like, you know, we had we're 17 or whatever. So only had our licenses for like a year and Chalky be driving around, listening to that album. And we didn't love every song at the album, I don't think at the time. I think it's one that's really grown on me. And I still don't like some songs like Keep Those, you know, but uh some songs have grown on me so much, like Find Your Wings and Okaga, California. Those songs are just such such great songs musically that they've really uh, grown on me. But Smuckers, that was the one that just stuck with us on the first listen. I mean, it features Kanye and Lil Wayne. And when you get two of those artists on your song, man, the magic. Yeah, you know you're in for a banger at that point. You got Exactly. And I mean, uh, there's actually a documentary that came out about Cherry Bomb. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on YouTube on the channel uh, Legal Civil Civilization. Um, pretty cool it shows like the making of like most of the songs on the album and just some stuff that was going on behind the scenes when it came out um kanye was featured in and he actually had to rewrite his verse because lil wayne and tyler did such a good job that he was like man I'm I'm not gonna let these dudes I, show I, me up yeah I like kanye, attitude, that kanye. kanye. Yeah. 
uh, but man, such a good song. All right, transitioning into my fourth artist is uh, gonna be J. Cole, Jermaine, you know, Jermaine. <laughs> Shout out RDC World, that <laughs> hilarious video. Classic. Um, the 36 year old Dreamville rapper, uh, he made his name off early projects like the warm up and uh, Friday Night Lights before becoming a hip hop star with his um, third studio album, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. That's kind of when I, you know, I think J. Cole went to his stardom there. Of, of course, Born Center's good and uh, uh, blanking on the name here. Uh, yeah, Sideline Story. Sideline Story, yeah, yep. of course, that's also another great album. That's actually the first uh, track I heard. That was kind of my introduction was uh, Work Out. My mom used to have it on the laptop. So, I mean, I used to just same play that. So that was great song still I, and everything I go if back i can to, remember to i feel like that song was even on the radio back in the day and like yeah that's yeah it was, it was big and uh yeah. so i mean when i when my official fandom started we'll say it's 2014 so it would have been in seventh grade um always knew the name of course like i said like i previously mentioned from workout but that gave me more of a consistent listen when uh four sales drive came out you know songs like GOMD, uh, Tale of Two Cities, mm, Fire Squad, No Role Models, of mm. course. Um, so for the song I chose with him, I chose uh, No Role Models, which just previously mentioned. And it's very interesting with that because had you asked me that question before October, before I went to Rolling Loud, I would have chosen probably Neighbors off For Your Eyes Only. But after seeing it live, it, it just it was different. It was it was in the rain. It was that was i mean i wish i could relive that every day of my life man you can't write something better than that's such a good song uh especially to see it perform like that um i feel like that's some, a real thing like i feel like every time i go to a concert there's like one song that i like i enjoyed before but it just sticks with me so much more after seeing it performed live yeah no obviously you know i, I consistently listen to no role models and everything it was one of my favorites but i mean that just like hearing it live and everything it, it, just, it gave it that extra bump it mm -hmm. needed so absolutely um a couple of interesting things with j cole he would actually be my uh second longest tenured artist on the list that i have here so you know getting up there for me yep. coming up right on 10 years of listening to him so man that's i feel like that's that was like my number a lot of these people have been like 10 years tyler 2011 you know chance chance actually might be one of the latest so yeah that's interesting yeah and it's crazy to think fans. about that's like half our lives i mean crazy half our lives with these artists but um Another like super interesting thing here with uh, J. Cole, kind of how you were going with Gambino, how he has a second life almost. It was very, very cool when uh, J. Cole went to play pro ball in Africa. You know, he's getting Puma sneakers out. Shout out you for wearing those. Yep, I hooping um, those. I kind of like them there. That was just, no I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah. Can't get the Kobe's anymore. That's just mm. tragic. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, like you said, like just having, you know, these two different influences, you know, where they can go do whatever they want pretty much. Uh, but the quote I had from earlier, um, I, it was Rick Ross when he was, uh, rappers want to be ballers and ballers want to be rappers, you know, that, that just, that Man. fit. Cause I mean, it's just the lifestyle they live, you know, it's just, they want to go do that. And I just feel like there's so many more, uh, just athletes becoming rappers now. Shout out AB, the super gremlin, uh, Dame Shout Dalla. Out. Yeah, I'd say Dame Dollar. He's definitely the first one I would think of. I mean, I think if in he's like, definitely the biggest as he's well. He's definitely the biggest. But I think in like three years, if you were like Damian Lillard, you could become a rapper full time, 
just no more basketball. I think he would do it. I think, you know, he's done all he can do in the NBA. If you want championship, I think he'd be out. He, he just yeah, the get, get him to LA, get it, get him to uh, LA for Russ, man. So Bronny can get him a ring, you know? Oh yeah. I love the Brody, but man, it's been a rough one this year. We'll keep it in music before I go in on him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll kick off my next artist here. My next artist I chose to, mentioned in my top five favorite of all time is the weekend the weekend man one of the biggest stars in music today but before then he was just able test fade just a homeless kid from uh, canada making music had such a dark mysterious sound wasn't even showing his face when he first released his music was doing it all under the moniker the weekend nobody knew what that was it was mysterious um i first got put on the weekend back in 2000 2011 2012 ish uh, would Drake take care? He was on Crew Love, of course, The Ride, many other songs. He had a big influence on the sound of Take Care. And I was, like I mentioned earlier, when you're talking about Drake, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So naturally, I was drawn to the weekend, wanted to see more. And I saw a tweet about the song Wicked Games by the weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check that one out. So yes, glad I did. One of the biggest, one of my favorite songs from him. Have you, uh, have you seen the video? Uh, it's kind of a little like deep or not deep, uh, a little run into like the beef of uh, not, not exactly beef, obviously, but between Drake and the weekend. And uh, yeah. Is that the trap Lord Ross one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, it's just like, it's still cause Drake wanted a bad, you know, you wanted the OVO XO, you know, you wanted to bring yeah. it all together. Um, interesting question I had for you. Where do you think um, the weekend's career takes a different path? Like how, how different do you think his path is if he, you know, signs to a uh, OVO? Man, I think that's such an interesting question because they're both so big as it is now. It's tough. You to, think, it's tough to yeah. say, you know, I mean, no, that's kind of like Drake's uh, done. There's so many artists that he's worked with that just haven't panned out. You know, if you look kind of like, like buries the artist or party yeah. next door, you know, those artists are, they're big in their own right, but they're just not super. They're not Drake. Yeah. They're not as big as Drake. I mean, the weekend is as big as Drake or bigger because he's just straight pop at this point. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. And that's why I think it's just such an interest, interesting question. You know, does he end up buried with guys like that or does he follow the same career path, you know, destined yeah. for greatness? I do think that he's just such a once in a generation talent that he would, you know, I think him and Drake would just have more collaborations if that was the path he went through. But I do think that he would be as popular. I mean, Unlike hopefully the they can reconcile at some point, you know, and, uh, man, us... I'd love to see it, but, uh, man, why became a fan of the weekend? His voice was just so beautiful. I mean, it's so good. He just had such a different sound with that dark R and B back in 2011. Nobody else is really doing that. I mean, he really inspired a lot of the next generation. You know, if you look at like, uh, Bryson Tiller or even like more recent, like Brent Baez, I definitely think that the weekend probably had a huge influence on their yeah, sounds. Definitely. I mean, but then I remember the first time I heard The Weeknd on the radio, I think it was probably earned it. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I mean, that is like, that is not too far away from like the sound he was going with at that time, still kind of dark R&B, but like it had that pop appeal. And I was like, okay, like this is kind of crazy. And then he has the songs like, you know, The Hills and all those songs about Beauty Behind the Madness. So you're like, oh wait, this is different. He was like a pop star. If you look at like, Can't Feel My Face, crazy he was just running the radio at that point and that only was one up by what's come over the past couple of years i mean if you look at all the recent songs like heartless blinding lights i mean those songs have done crazy numbers on the radio it's crazy to see i mean he's become 
one of the biggest stars in music. And I never would have expected that from the sound he was at in 2011 back then. I mean, I wasn't such a fan of Beauty Behind the Madness and Starboy, really, but they definitely had some of my favorite songs. You know, if you look at songs like uh, Acquainted and even Starboy, the title track, as well as Stargirl Interlude, one of my favorite weekend songs of all time, very underrated track. Those are some of my favorite songs. But the albums as a whole, they were too poppy for my taste, really. They, they were just all right. But then this next leg, when you look at uh, After Hours and Dawn FM, these two have been such a unique experience such a cinematic sound from these two and he just announced recently that it's part of a trilogy so the next album is supposed to be coming soon called afterlife is what people are uh people are predicting the name's going to be because he mentions that on one of the uh, skits on the album on don fm I, i'm definitely here for this i love this sound how have you been liking this new sound from the weekend you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You know, he's just, I feel like he's kind of found the perfect mix from where he was at, you know, this unassociated guy to becoming like the face of pop almost. I mean, he's, um, I think it's a perfect mix for him, especially with the after hours and Dawn FM. And like you were saying, even behind beauty behind the mat, even though you didn't like them as much, there were still the hits on there, you know, the Definitely. self-titled track on Starboy, amazing song. Um, definitely was a star girl interlude that's an amazing song as well mm-hmm. um the hills that'll always be that was the another hills. one of those you know we're playing it me and the homies are playing it all night um so i mean that's that song's always gonna have a special spot in the heart for me of course that's one definitely. i'll associate with him definitely great song um so the song i actually chose that i think best represents the weekend is wicked games like i mentioned earlier i mean it was the first song i heard by him and I think it was just such a great look at his sound at that point and really just showed what made him such a special artist that early part of his career. It's off House of the Balloons, House of Balloons, his first mixtape. Um, and it kind of tells a story of his relationship being pretty bad with like somebody that's like most likely like a stripper, you know, prostitute, something along those lines, something kind of toxic, you know. And I mean, you know, me, I relate to that so much, you know, always definitely. the strip club, you know, man. I mean, definitely. I, I, I got to pick, you know, maybe we'll get that up on the gram one day, man. Man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously not really falling in love with strippers. So I don't really know what he's talking about, but love the song. And it's a really great it gives you the perspective into that. Though. Exactly. I, I, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm in the strip club making it. Yeah. Rain. One, I got this you know, once girl. an artist, uh, once an artist can do that, you know, give you that perspective and that it's they're they're an amazing artist. I mean, they're doing oh, yeah. their job. Oh yeah, it makes me want to get my toxic bag a little bit sometimes. You know, there I you love go. it. Him and Brent Fias are some of the most toxic kings out there in future, of course. Yeah, you, you got to show show love to the toxic king, the toxic king, the man. toxic king. He is like the toxic rap king. Those two are like R and B, Brent and uh, the Weekend, but Future is the toxic king he's of different. rap. Yeah, hey, he's a, he's an animal. All right, you ready for your next uh, selection here? Yeah, and uh, we're we actually have the same artist. You know, none of the the previous ones were the same artist, so we'll go back and forth on this one. Um, but a drum roll, please, for that. Uh, our fifth artist will be uh, Kanye West. I mean, kind of predictable. I feel like we're both going different ways into that, but yeah, I mean, he's such um, a special artist. You know, maybe in my opinion, probably the greatest artist of all time. You know, just we're so lucky to be able to see what he's I think doing that, right now. Definitely. And, you know, like uh, with Kanye, you know, starting off as a producer, um, I give I give a little more value with that, you know, like ranking all time musically, because even like guys like Dr. Dre, he, he moves up a few spots on my list just because, you know, what he did with NWA, you know, he's mm-hmm. producing songs for Tupac as well. It's just once you can um, 
you know, do both of those very consistently and do it for other big artists. I mean, you're obviously going to go up for greatest musician, you know, um, go up spots for that. Definitely such an impact on the game. Dr. Dre had, I mean, Kanye the same way, different, different ways, but different ways, of course, just, just but... the same amount of impact, probably Kanye. He's been just such a star since he became a rapper. You know what I mean? Went through the wire. He made such an initial impact. And then he got that Grammy off of uh, the college dropout. He paid his dues with his production career early on, but then, I mean, he really showed why he deserved to have a chance to become a rapper and he's become a superstar ever since he's really larger than life in many ways, especially in music. Um, I mean, definitely, definitely. Um, with song, you know, it's great on graduation where his big brother, you know, kind of where he's touching on that as well. It's just, definitely. I mean, you could just, he's just destined to pop, you know? Definitely. He's just, he cares so much. He, like I mentioned with Gambino, Gambino cares so much about what he's making artistically i think kanye is so much the same way especially when you look at like the album rollouts i mean it almost never comes out on time but never it's because <laughs> he's putting so much effort into what he's making that mm-hmm. you kind of wants to put out that it. yeah he wants to put out that perfect project for the fans you know and that's always like a very interesting thing for me you know does it suck to not come out on time yes of course but would you rather have something that's rushed or something that you know the artist feels they perfected exactly i mean i would always love a quality over quantity and i mean if we get one Kanye album every couple years but it's perfect i'm happy with that definitely um let's get into you know when we both became fans here do you want to start or would you like me to go uh i can start so i first became a fan of kanye um and probably about 2008 around 808s and heartbreak um every morning my mom would uh, wake me and my sister up and we would get ready for school and, you know, all that She'd have breakfast for us or whatever. And they take us over to our grandma's house, second Avenue, you know, where our namesake, uh, but we would get dropped off at school from our aunt that stayed at our grandma's house. Um, but while we were getting ready at home, um, my mom would always have VH1 playing in the morning and there'd be different music videos playing. And some of the most memorable ones to me growing up were uh, heartless and uh, love lockdown off 808s and heartbreak. And I mean, those are just some of the classic Kanye songs from that era that really made an impression on me as a young, young person first getting interested in music. You know what I mean? Um, what was your first uh, interaction with Kanye? Um, so, I mean, obviously, like you were saying, um, like you're always going to hear those tracks where they're, they're on the radio or they're just playing wherever, you know, like uh, mm. for me, it was like songs like Stronger and Gold Digger I'd always had heard, but uh like the biggest one for me was would have been in 2013 and it was the 2k14 soundtrack and i love that soundtrack lebron handpicked it it's got all uh-huh. the lights on there and that was definitely um definitely my like start into kanye a little bit i didn't really um i guess become like a fan of kanye till about 2016 though after the life of pablo and then i started revisiting back you know so exactly i mean that's like crazy like i'm sitting like 2016 but i mean you're also like what at 14 then yeah i mean, you know I mean and i do think he has a more mature sound i would have been 15 in 2016 okay he does have like a a more mature sound you know it doesn't sound as you know some of his tracks don't sound as good whenever you're a little bit younger um, yeah, funny enough true. though whenever i was uh listening to kanye you know kind of giving me a little introduction i get a shout out two chains here you know um that was a big guy back in uh back in my discography back then oh, so yeah. uh so birthday song Kanye was featured on Different. and Mercy, of course. So um, that was kind of, you know, along with my introduction to Kanye from 2K. So, Oh, yeah, that's definitely a great, uh, great introduction story for Kanye. Uh, and then, you know, what about Kanye makes you such a fan of his music? I mean, 
he just has such a great discography. You know, he has different sounds, you know, from his first trilogy to, you know, um, kind of where he switches everything up with 808s. And then he kind of puts it all together with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Definitely. Which, in my opinion, is probably the greatest rap album of our generation, you know? So, Man, I mean, it's get... easy to, it's easy to, you know, fall in love with and become one of your favorites when he's just, you know, has so much quality out there, you know? Definitely. Don't want to give anything uh, away about, you know, future episodes, you know, if we do an album ranking, but I mean, I think it's pretty obvious anybody's heard it. That's one of the best albums, especially of the 2010s in rap music. Definitely. Um, how about you? Um, I mean, I think as I got older and started like listening to music more than just like hearing music, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was kind of my thing. Like before I, I became a Kanye fan, sorry to interrupt, but no, it's all good. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, the difference between listening and hearing music, Kanye was such a influential part of that because Kanye put so much detail in the production, especially of his music that I really like was thinking about these samples and the beats and the production. I was like, Oh my God, this is different. He's just one of the best to do it. Especially like you mentioned with uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I mean, that's one of the greatest albums of all time hearing those different uh, samples and the different production. And I mean, obviously the great rapping makes it one of the best albums. And that's the album that definitely submitted me is like, okay, this is one of my favorite rappers. And I mean, he always had those hits, you know what I mean? Like there's every album has that Kanye hit that like everybody knows um, when you go from like gold digger to stronger to power, you know? So I think he's just such a part of the culture. And I mean, his, besides that, his personality is just so unique. I mean, he's love him or hate him. You got to admit that man is confident. Uh, so confident in himself that he's going to put out, he's a genius, you know, he's doing whatever that kind of actually takes me to the song I chose which is actually St. Pablo off of the life of Pablo life of Pablo is such a special album to me because it kind of took all those sounds that he was working with early in his career with the samples and soulful samples uh, from college dropout and, you know, the different production later on with like Yeezus even puts that together for uh, the life of Pablo. One of my favorite songs being St. Pablo um, with Sampa Sampa's vocals on that song are beautiful. That chorus is crazy, but Kanye's rapping is so good. He's just talking about kind of where he's at in his life and the different problems he has going on. But the line that sticks with me, I know I'm the most influential. That time cover was just confirmation. This generation's closest thing to Einstein. So don't worry about me. I'm fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, that just shows just... Kanye. He's so confident in himself that he's a genius. He, I mean, and he's an, kind of same same thing with Travis. But I mean, even taking that level past, you know, Travis doesn't have, you know, his own shoe, you know, or his own brands here. Like Kanye's the... I mean, kind of the one who introduced that a little bit. Uh, and Definitely. unfortunately, I do think it's, you know, played a little bit of a part, you know, the, the way he acts now. Cause I mean, that's gotta be like a stressful life, you know, it's just, you're Definitely. designing shoes, designing all this, all these products. And I mean, you also have a music career as well. So Definitely. And I mean, especially at that point, that was when in that same song, he talks about all the debt he's in. Mm-hmm. And if you look at him now, it's only He's a billionaire. Just over five years later, he's a billionaire. He was like $53 million. A so year. many I times mean, over too. I mean, it's not just, you know, he just is right at a billion. He is. No, it's crazy. At I least mean, five or six times over a billionaire. It's so exactly. You know what I mean? Like he just is going through so much at that point that like, you almost sympathize with him. Like, even if you don't like him, you're like, wow. Okay. Like this man is in more debt than I can imagine. <laughs> and he is in the public eye all day. Every move he makes is under a microscope you know what i mean like i can definitely understand why some people wouldn't like kanye because he is you know he does definitely say some crazy things especially you know after this time but he's under so much pressure that you know you i mean yeah I just it. definitely just you, you disrespected as one of the biggest geniuses in in music or in the world 
in honestly um moving on to my song i chose this song just perfectly explains kanye for me um can't tell me nothing you know it's just Mm. great song i mean i don't really even need to go too much in depth i mean that's just that's kanye's attitude there you know man and even drake do that at that hoover concert yeah oh that was Um, crazy even uh even like you said, uh, I mean, 10 years before, I mean, roughly 10 years, well, it's about eight years, actually, you know, where he's dropping the bars where he's in debt, but the first line on can't tell me nothing, it's wait till I get my money, right? You know, so Man, it's just, and he got it right. All right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for our top five artists list. Um, we really just wanted to give you guys an idea of, you know, who we listen to, who are some of our favorites just so you can kind of get an idea of how we're going to talk about artists moving forward. Um, and you know, what we may or may not like, you know, if you have something you'd love for us to listen to, we could give our reaction to, please let us know on our Instagram comments or DMS, our YouTube comments. We'd love to listen to anything that people want us to hear moving forward. We kind of wanted to just discuss some of the latest news in the rap game. Um, first off today, actually the day that we're recording Thursday um, it's Thursday, January 20th complex just named their 2020 one best rapper alive is tyler the creator what do you think about that it's very interesting with tyler you know i'm i'm not the biggest tyler fan but i can respect the pick i mean just because you know i don't listen to his album as much or you know as much as you know a listener like you would but i mean he's just he's just at that level you know where you have to respect it you know i definitely respect the pick and um i i mean i don't really have an argument with it because i i believe it's true it's just you know maybe not my cup of tea, but you know, when an artist is so good that you just have to respect it. I mean, you do, you know, definitely. And I mean, I think it's just so interesting about how he won the Grammy for rap album of the year with Igor, which he definitely would not consider a rap album. And I personally would not either. And now he's nominated again with call me if you lost, but he came back with the raps on this album. He adventured away from that sound and kind of explored something new but now he's back to, you know, what made him popular in the first place. Not saying he wasn't popular with the other sound because he absolutely was even, even more so in many cases. Um, And I mean, it just shows how talented he is, you know, making the best rapper alive when he can be like so multifaceted, you know, he can do all these other things. Absolutely. Uh, Quickly I'll mention the three honorable mentions on the complex list, which were um, J Cole, Kanye and Mak Hami. What do you think about those honorable mentions? I mean, like I said, I'm just in agreement. You know, I've, I'm such a big like stand for complex. You know, I feel like they just, they get a lot of these picks correctly. Um, you know, I feel like if I were to make an artist, it would be an argument against Tyler not being the greatest rapper alive. It'd be for Cole or Kanye. So, I mean. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. I mean, those two had two of the biggest albums of the year also nominated for the Grammys this year. Um, huge pop appeal on those as well. Everybody, everybody knows those albums. But the one that really surprised me was Makami. I mean, that's such an underground artist. Have you heard, are you familiar with him? A, a little bit. You know, I've listened a little bit, but the, I also love when Complex does that. You know, they give you kind of a less unconventional answer as well. So I, I agree, especially like they don't necessarily with these lists all these go for the most popular answer. Like it'd be easy to say, oh, it's Drake, Kanye, Jake, yeah, Cole, I and mean, Tyler. Like, I mean, those are year. four of the biggest artists. I mean, they could be the it's like when people talk about the NBA MVP, I all could be LeBron every, you know what I mean? Like people get tired of that. So it's great to see one of those underground artists that deserves a, a shout out. I mean, I, I don't really think Makami would care about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think, Makami, I don't think he's going to, you know, argue with, you know, being on there or anything. So, but I mean, it is great. I, that's why, you know, one of the things I like about complex, they always bring in, you know, 
someone you wouldn't expect. So, or a few people you wouldn't expect. So. Definitely. I mean, even if you look back at a couple of years, I think it was 2019, they put Freddie Gibbs in the honorable mentions. And I was, I was pretty happy with that because I mean, Freddie's one of my favorite rappers and he definitely deserves a shout out from those, uh, some of those amazing albums he's worked yeah, on. Yeah. And it, even as a fan, you know, it's good to see one of your favorite artists get put into consideration for things like that. So definitely shout out complex shout out my commie so shout out all right moving on to the next piece of news here brock hampton breaks up what was your first thought when you read the news that brock hampton broke up i think it, it was a little bit overdue i mean you could tell that it was the writing was on the wall you know with uh so many like solo albums from him uh from you know different artists throughout throughout the group um and uh I mean, I just talking with you about it the other day, you know, it's just, um, it's just kind of like after Amir Van left the group, it's just kind of the writing's been on the wall. Yeah, as, as sad as it is, I mean, I think it's time. I mean, they had such a legendary run. I mean, those saturation mixtapes or albums were crazy in 2017 or 18. I mean, that, that and they're out. all so close together. It's like the even crazier part with it. I think there it's a, what, six or seven month window that all three came out. So yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I know saturation two came out in August. That was the first project I heard from them. And then three came out in December, I believe. So, I mean, those two are very close, but I mean, they have so many people in the group that I was like, okay, it makes sense. That they're able to produce so much music. I mean, at that point they had like seven vocal performers, I believe. So it was crazy, but I mean, Amir was my favorite member of Brockhampton. So to see him go, it was, it was pretty tough. I mean, obviously I understand why they had to make that call, um, but it definitely sucked to see. And I mean, their sound definitely evolved in a different direction than it was in the saturation series with Iridescence and, you know, Ginger and now uh, Roadrunner. I think Roadrunner was a great album for them to end on. It was. I, yeah, I, I was very impressed with Roadrunner. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, honestly same I, um, I didn't love iridescence and then i i liked uh ginger more than uh iridescence but roadrunner was probably the four i just kind of feel like with uh liked. with saturation you know that was just like such like kind of like a lightning in a bottle um i'm gonna I'll look up when uh satur the first saturation came out to the third i want to get like an exact time period here for uh, uh i want to say the first one came out in like uh maybe july or june uh june 9th 2017 and mm. then the third one came out let's see here december 15th 2017 so i mean you're right yeah. at a seven month span there that's just yeah pretty crazy a lot of a lot of work to get done i mean and they did such unique work with those projects i mean great videos uh i love yeah the saturation videos are amazing they're some of my favorites in rap crazy um uh you, so you'd say amir would what is your uh favorite yeah i mean all time i would say amir was my favorite i mean i think he was just such a technically a great rapper i mean also you can make the argument for don mcclennan being a great that, technical rapper that would be my pick there for uh yeah i i, I would not be mad at that i ordered the uh, box set when that first came out back in the saturation days um and it came with a trading card of one of the members and i was like please do not let me get somebody behind the scenes. I want one of the rappers. I wanted Amir. I got Dom and I was like, okay, like that was yeah, one can't of my be top choices. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I also love Matt Champion though. I mean, Matt Champion, I yeah, think he's going to have a great career post Brockhampton as well. Obviously I, Kevin yeah. Abstract. Yeah. Kevin Abstract. Um, I think they can all have, you know, I mean, great careers still. So definitely. I mean, I saw somebody, I believe it was my friend Levi. I think he's something about Bearface. Bearface could have a great career. I mean, that man is just, 
such a great singer that mm-hmm. I think he could have pop appeal depending on who he's working with. Kind of like back to, you know, whenever I was saying, you know, you see all these like AAU teams from like 2014 that's got, you know, all these players on it. So it could, I mean, it could end up being one of those things. I do think it's, uh, I don't think it was the worst move ever for the group to break up and, you know, all take on kind of these solo roles. No, I agree. I definitely think they can uh, shine in their own lanes soon here. Um, the crazy thing was, I just saw a YouTube video talking about how how the breakup was happening, you know, everything, obviously, mm-hmm. but it mentioned how young they were. Kevin Abstract's like 24 or 25. He's had such he, a great he's career already. still in his prime here, yeah. Exactly. It's... He's such a great career already with the group, and I mean, so much potential for solo material to come soon, so excited to see what's next for them. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get some reviews out there once those... Uh... Once those start dropping. Definitely. Our next piece of news here, Ye and the game dropped their song Easy. What do you think about this song? Uh, it's a hit. I mean, okay. what else would you expect from the game and Kanye, you know? Um, you knew something was coming. You just didn't know when or like how something was coming with the uh, with the Pete Davidson bar, you know? What's he- mm, God save me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Only Kanye would say something like that. Obviously, nobody else is really going to call it Pete Davidson, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I just I love Kanye's. Uh, yeah, I love Kanye's verse. You know, just the, I mean, from buying the house across the street to the top ramen bar, that was just. Mm. It was a great track, but the Pete Davidson line, as much as I loved it, it really didn't fit the flow of the song that well. I was like, oh, like, but I, I, I mean, anything he's going to say about it though is going to pop. You know. Oh, it definitely popped. So I, but I respect it. You know, it definitely, like you said a little bit, it, it didn't sound the best, but I mean, but it's Kanye. So you got to respect it. Yeah, definitely. But the question was that verse P or was it not P? That was a P verse. That was a P verse. I'll agree. Takes us to our next point here. Gonna this man, this man is running social media. He's running the culture right now. <laughs> yes, P, I mean- not P. I didn't even know what it meant for a couple of days here. I just kept seeing the P emoji. Here's pushing P. I mean, that's but all now, it means. Definitely pushing P. This podcast pushing P. Um, gonna outsells the weekend. Definitely P. Definitely. Definitely um, P. What do you think about well, that? Would you have predicted that? I would. I don't. I wouldn't have predicted it, especially. Um, I feel like DS4 just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, like hey, it's dropping this Friday. Whereas the weekend, you know, once the weekend. Yeah, you know, he had his little clip that he put out. Um, when was your uh, introduction to Gunna? Man, my introduction to Gunna might have been off Drip Too Hard, probably. Drip Too Hard? Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, he had sold out dates with Lil Baby. Him and Lil Baby, you know, they're they're yeah. blossoming right now. Um, it was definitely one of those him and Lil Baby collabs. And I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of Gunna, but I definitely respect the yeah, you know, just putting yeah. up. If you can compete with the weekend, I mean, although the weekend wasn't doing uh, a lot of physical numbers with this album, um, I definitely respect that he was able to beat out the weekend. I mean, he's obviously done a lot of uh, huge pop hits with Drip You Hard, Sold Out Dates, all these songs. Yeah, it's I mean, it's great to see someone else sell the weekend, honestly. I mean, especially someone like Gunna, it would, it would be pretty, it was pretty unexpected, honestly. Definitely. He's uh he's widening the gap too, like uh second week. So that's pretty that's great to see, you know. Yeah, pretty crazy. We're pushing P, you know, we're pushing, pushing P for P. him. Pushing P. All right. Well, I think that just about does it for a lot of the news that happened in rap this past week. Uh anything else you want to touch on? Not that I can think of right now. I mean, we'll have another episode out next week if I can think of anything. <laughs> Definitely. 
All right. Well, I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning into our first episode. We're really excited about what's to come for this podcast. Really hoping you guys will be there for us this whole journey. Uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. Hit our DMs uh, on Instagram or Twitter at Second Avenue Pod. Let us know what you think about today's episode. Let us know about anything uh, you want to talk any about. Any ideas? We're ta- we are taking questions as well. If you guys have any uh, questions to comment down, we can uh, we can get a little mailbox of those and you know answer the fans' questions, of course. So. Definitely. would love to do a little Q&A here. If you guys want to leave a comment on our uh, Instagram post today, that would be great. We'll see you guys next Monday. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yep. Thanks, guys. Be on the lookout next Monday. We'll have another one out. Sounds good. See you guys later. Thank you.